Good morning. It's good to be with you as we continue together in our time in Habakkuk. Today we're going to be in Habakkuk 2. We're going to finish out this chapter. One of my favorite verses in all the Bible is the very end of this chapter. You're going to see why in just a minute. So thanks for choosing to join with us this morning. However you're choosing to join us, be it through Facebook or social media, uh, the social media, uh, YouTube, uh, podcasting, uh, Got a lot of folks joining joining with us as we go through Habakkuk together. But today we're going to read Habakkuk chapter 2. will be verses 6 through 20. So we'll go 6 through the end of the chapter. And this is going to be God's the continuation of God's response. If you remember last week we talked about how Habakkuk brought his complaint to God in chapter 1. In chapter 2 we see God's response. Basically, my judgment may seem slow in your time, but it does not... It comes at the right time. Now we're going to see the continuation of God's judgment upon the Babylonians and the wicked. So, starting with verse 6. Shall not everyone taunt such people, and with mocking riddles say about them? Alas for you who heap up what is not your own. How long will you load yourselves with goods taken in pledge? Will not your own creditors suddenly rise, and those who make you tremble wake up? Then you will be booty for them. Because you have plundered many nations, all that survive of the peoples shall plunder you. Because of human bloodshed and violence upon the earth, the cities and all who live in them. Alas for you who get evil gain for your house, setting your nest on high to be safe for the reach of harm. You have devised shame for your house by cutting off many peoples. You have forfeited your life. The very stones will cry out from the wall. The plaster will respond from the woodwork. Alas for you who build a tower by bloodshed and found a city on iniquity. Is not, is it not from the Lord of hosts that people labor only to feed the flames and nations grow weary themselves for nothing? But the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord and the waters cover the sea. Alas, you who make your neighbors drink, pouring out your wrath until they are drunk in order to gaze on their nakedness. You will be sated with contempt instead of glory. Drink you yourselves and stagger. The cup of the Lord's right hand will come around to you, and the shame will come upon, upon your glory. For the violence done to Lebanon will overwhelm you. The destruction of the animals will terrify you. Because of human bloodshed and violence to the earth, the cities and all who live in them, what use is an idol once its maker has shaped it? A cast image, a teacher of lies. For its maker trust in what has been made. Though the product is only an idol that cannot speak. Alas, to you who say to the wood, wake up, or to the silent stone, rouse yourself. Can it teach? See, it is gold and silver plated, and there is no breath in it at all. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. It's that last verse that I love so much. It To me, that last verse harkens to Job. If you remember the book of Job, Job brings his complaint to God around chapter 40. And the Lord responds, maybe it's 30, 39 or 40. I'm not sure off the top of my head which one it is. But Job brings his response to the Lord. And the Lord listens. And the Lord responds back. and says, oh, were you there when I did these things? Were you there when I did this? Were you there when I did that? And then finally, Job says, I have put my, put my, hand, upon my, I put my hand over my, my mouth, for I have spoken much too soon. That's how verse 20 is to me. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. We see in chapter 1, Habakkuk brings his complaint. 
Chapter 2, God begins to respond. Chap chapter 2, we see this part we read today, that God sees these things, and, and it will come back upon them for what they've done. So those who heap what is not your own, well, your creditors will rise up. And those who gain evil for your house, your house will be devised and destroyed. In fact, your house, the plaster and the stones, will cry out judgment against you. For those who build a town by bloodshed, the nations will rise up. And God's glory will fear the will fill the earth. Those who make your neighbors drink your wrath, you will drink it of it yourself. The violence you brought upon Lebanon will consume you. You make an idol, but what is it? But wood or metal, it has no breath in it. But the Lord is in this holy temple. So all these things they think they've done, all these acts that we see that are evil, these very acts will come back and testify against them. We have such a limited view of life and how things go. And we think that this moment now is the only moment that matters and that counts. But the very evil that we think people are getting away with, the very evil we think that God is absent to, the very evil that we think God doesn't care about, it is this very evil that will be a witness against the great evil in this world. Everything that the Babylonians have done, every act comes back to them as a means of judgment for what they've done over and over and over again. Judgment will come for evil. Judgment will come for evil. Judgment will come for evil. And we see here, the Lord reminds us that he is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. There's a powerful thing, a powerful freedom that comes when we realize that we're not God. And God is bigger than us, and God is stronger than us, and God is more mighty than us, and that God is ultimately in control. We feel as though evil will never be judged. We, we feel like Habakkuk. We feel like the writer of Psalm 73. Lord, why do the wicked prosper? Why, why in this world does it seem like might makes right? Why does it seem like the sword wins? Why does it seem like power wins? Why does it seem like the meek will never inherit the earth? Why does it seem like evil always wins? Why does it seem like, seem like there's nothing we can do to overcome evil? That's how we feel sometimes. We feel so frustrated, don't we? We feel so frustrated. My fear with the frustration we feel in the evil of the world is that sometimes we want to respond tit for tat. Sometimes we get tired of turning the other cheek, don't we? Like the Lord told us. Sometimes we get tired of being meek because meek doesn't seem to get ahead, does it? Yet our Lord has told us those are the paths to victory. Those are the paths to life. But if we're going to be honest, sometimes we don't feel like walking those paths because we don't feel like they gain as much. And that's when it's so important to remember verse 20. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. God is God, and we are not. God is God, and we are not. That's a helpful and an important phrase for us to remember, and frankly, to repeat to ourselves quite often. In the midst of a world that seems to be spinning too fast and spinning out of control, God is God, and we are not. In the midst of religious or denominational anxiety that often seems overwhelming, 
God is God, and we are not. In the midst of family trials and family worries and things such as that, things that we feel as though we have no control over, in the midst of sickness and illness, God is God, and we are not. In the midst of tragedy across the world, personal tragedy, community tragedy, it's tempting to give up or to give in to bitterness or hatred or divisiveness. So easy. That's the easy path, y'all. That's when we remind ourselves, God is God and we are not. God is on the throne. God is good. God is just. God is God. And we can trust. Habakkuk sees all that's evil in the world. He sees all that's wrong in the world. He sees, sees all that he doesn't understand, all that makes him angry or sad or distraught, all that worries him. And he brings these concerns to God. He brings them to God. God responds and says, you may not see it or feel like it, but I'm aware. My judgment will not tarry. We see in chapter the rest of chapter 2 that God's judgment will come, that evil will be defeated, evil will be dismissed, evil will be destroyed. It will come. Maybe not on our schedule, maybe not the time we'd like it to be, but it will be destroyed and defeated for good and forever. And we can have peace. In the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of worry and fear and doubt and anger, we can have peace because the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. God is God and we are not. We can trust in God even in difficult, scary, and dangerous days because he is God. And we are not. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. So today, trust in God, even in and especially in difficult days, because he is God. May you have a great rest of your day. And join us tomorrow as we get into chapter 3 of Habakkuk. Have a great day.